Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's Encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the powerful teaching last night, for your mighty presence, your anointing during the praise and worship, your anointing throughout the entire session. We thank you, Lord, for your revelation, the truth that you show us, and the important message that you give us of abiding in you, that we might be a part of you, and you might be in our entire being. And we thank you, Lord, for a wonderful week gone by, for all the good things we have experienced, for all the successes, for all those things that worked out in our favor, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the challenges that have made us wiser. We thank you for your word that provided all the revelation. And we thank you, Lord, that you still call us here to be with you this morning. Despite all our weakness, despite all our failures, despite all our shortcomings, despite all our disobedience, despite all our rebellion against you. When we come in surrender asking for forgiveness, you are ever willing to forgive and pull us out of that pit and teach us something new that will help raise us up. Raise us up through your mercy that you renew for us every morning and your grace that you ever willingly pour into our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are slow to anger, that you do not judge us, but you give us one more chance, one more opportunity to look back on our mistakes, to reflect on what your word says, and to rise above it through the working, and through the help, through the advocacy of the Holy Spirit. The peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, Lord, that we are able to put all of that behind us and march forward with you in our journey, walking in the light, hand in hand with you. That same peace and that joy, Lord, that rids us of all worries, of all cares and concerns and helps us focus all our attention on you. We share that same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family called by your name with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer requests that have been made on this prayer group, with all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all Christians that have not yet known you personally and with all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for your quickening in their spirits, Lord, that through that quickening they might be set free. The truth be revealed to them. And as we make our prayer, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the great I am, the one who is ever faithful and the preserver of men, who cast our sins behind his back and remembers them no more. He is the one who teaches us to profit. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who taught us faith, the one who became the cornerstone on which we build our Christian faith. Our church is the bridge to the Father through whom we have our salvation. The one who leads us in battle, the Lion of Judah, the King of Kings, the Lord of hosts. The one who is the Word 
our daily bread, the spoken word of the Father. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of light, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of the living God who now resides within our body, that the Creator of the universe resides within us, that unlimited power resides within us. Though we are weak and we don't deserve it, Father, yet you are merciful and you chose us. You chose not to look at all those failures. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, the gift of your spirit, that in all our vulnerability and weakness, we can say we are strong in the strength of the Lord. We thank you that you blessed us with the gift of prayer, that we can legally involve you in any of the challenges that we are undergoing. You can take over. That is where we are made strong. Through your grace. We thank you Father that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. And when you are our shepherd Lord. We shall lack nothing. For you give us. You let us lie down. Near restful waters. You provide all our needs in accordance with your riches. And you give us every grace that we need. We thank you, Lord. Did you provide the gifts that carry your power? And through our relationship with you, we are able to produce your fruit in our lives, your nature, your character. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing every single day for us and in our lives, in our Christian experience. We thank you, Father. And as we get into our reflection and our prayer this day, I cover and I seal every word we speak and every prayer that we make in the mighty name of Jesus. And by his precious blood, we cover every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, everyone that is beneficiary of any prayer request that is made. Everyone that we are raising up, Lord, in petition, in our general intercessions as well. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And we herald the power in our words. Every word and we speak every prayer we make. By speaking your word Lord. That gives us that assurance. In Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11. That says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven. And do not return to it without watering the earth. And making it bud and flourish. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word, every word that goes out of our mouths, each one of us. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish that what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord.
Yesterday, we reflected on how to fill your house with the word of God. Today, I'd like to touch upon the question of why fill it? And Jesus says, abide in me. I am the true wine. You are the branches. We saw that in John 15. And he says, if you abide in me, you shall bear much fruit. Now, let's look at how that works. How does that much fruit work? Why does he still bless us? Despite all the shortcomings. Galatians 3 verse 29 is where we start that search. And that says, if you belong to Christ, and the Amplified Extension says, if you are in him, that is, if you abide in him, then you are Abraham's seed or Abraham's descendants and spiritual heirs according to God's promise. Now, what does it mean to be Abraham's seed? It means to be Abraham's descendants is to have access to all the blessings that Abraham was promised and covenanted by God. So to know what you are inheriting, you must first know what God's promise to Abraham was. God blessed Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. From verse 3 onwards where he said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And then in Genesis 22, verse 18 and 19, again he says, he said to him, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sands on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession, pay close attention, your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. The King James Version says, will take possession of the gates of the enemies. Essentially, will run and control them. The enemy will not have power over them, but they will have power over the enemy. Verse 18 says, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. And that offspring was Jesus. Jesus was Abraham's seed by genealogy. But we become his seed when we express our faith in Jesus. Which, by the way, comes through the word. Romans 10, 17. And when you are Abraham's seed, then you have access to all these promises that are made to him by God. Now let's look at what those promises are again. God gave Abraham the promised land. And when you look at it spiritually, that is the kingdom of God. He gives you the kingdom for your faith. It's as simple as that. The only price you are paying is faith. Faith in the name of Jesus and he says, enter. Number two, he promised to bless Abraham abundantly. And Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, I came that you might have life in abundance. Eternal life 
in the kingdom that you might not perish. Number three, God promised to make Abraham's name great. He is known as the father of faith to Jews, to Christians and to Muslims alike. Number four, he promised to bless those who bless him and curse those who curse him. Metaphorically speaking now, that applies to his inheritance too. So when you are Abraham's children of faith, his son or his daughter of faith, and God has accepted that, anyone that blesses you, God will bless them. Anyone that curses you, God will curse them. That is your inheritance, God-given inheritance. That we should always remember in our prayer. And we see a few examples of those curses in the book of Exodus from Egypt. The Egyptians were cursed. Twelve plagues. In Babylon, we see it falling when the Israelites were oppressed. The Roman Emperor being the Roman Empire being destroyed, which happened at about 70 AD. And we also see blessings. The most prominent example in that was that of Rahab that blessed the Israelites. And she was blessed. And through her, the blessing was that through her, the genealogy, the Messiah would be born generations later. And lastly, number five, which says, all nations shall call you blessed. You are a blessing to all nations. The world has been blessed through Abraham and faith. Our justification is through faith. But the bigger blessing is Jesus who came as Abraham's offspring. And through him we have our redemption, our salvation. So it is his offspring and faith. That is our biggest blessing. That we not being of the Hebrew descent are still able to be saved. These five promises are your inheritance when you believe in the name of the Lord. How do you express that faith? Romans 10 verses 8 to 11 answers it. It says, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. And that is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe. And that's the first step. With your heart, you believe and are justified. And then the second step is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And then verse 11 says, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. We must always remember this. This is our promise, Abraham's covenanted promise for us. That is the promise for all 
And Jesus used this in his ministry as well. These promises. There were many miracles now where people said, Lord, if you will, I will be healed. And he said, I will. But there was one instance where he simply used this principle of Abraham's covenanted promise. And that is recorded in the Bible. It did not require his will because that's a covenant that God made with Abraham to bless his generations. Let lo let's look at that in that instance in Luke 13 verses 10 to 16. The woman that was bent over for 18 years. And I'll read it directly from the Bible, from the NIV version. It says, from verse 10, Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who for 18 years had had an illness caused by a spirit or a demon. She was bent double and could not straighten up at all. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are released from your illness. He did not say, I will. And then he laid his hands on her and immediately she stood erect again and began glorifying and praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, began saying to the crowd in response, there are six days in which work ought to be done. So come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord replied to him, <clears throat> you hypocrites, pretenders, play actors. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey <clears throat> from the stall and lead it away to water it? Now that next verse is important for us. And this woman, a daughter, the Amplified Version says in brackets, a descendant of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for 18 long years. Should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? And here I remember that verse which says, your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. He said that to Abraham, and that's what is being applied here. Should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? He didn't even have to will it. By virtue of being Abraham's descendant or seed, it was her covenanted promise, her right, the access that is given to her to be free and to be healed. And that is the access you have as well. When you come in faith, you become Abraham's descendant. You have the access or the right to be free from all slavery, all bondage, and the right to be healed from all sickness, from all limitation, from all infirmity. That is what you claim in your prayer when you are praying for yourself and you are praying for others, for ministering to them. Get them to express their faith and remind the Lord of that faith, thus making them Abraham's seed. And so the covenanted promise to Abraham now belongs to them and they must have it. And we add that with our prayer. When we pray Mark 11, 24, we believe that we have received and it shall be ours because that promise, that covenant exists. So when you fill your house with the word, 
It says, abide in Jesus. Remember your right, your inheritance through faith. That is God's covenant to you through Abraham. And you believe you have received it. You claim it. And it is yours. Father, we thank you for revealing this mystery to us that we always remember henceforward, we pray, about that faith that brings covenanted promises to us that despite not being of the descendants of Israel through our birth, we are able to still partake in all that blessing that you made available to Abraham's descendants just through our faith. And you make no difference between Jew and Gentile. You are not a respecter of men. But all that you honor is faith and obedience. We ask for that edification, Lord, that understanding in our spirit. So that this enriches our prayer life. And through word knowledge, we are able to claim the promises that you have made available to us, Father. And that same promise we can then use in our ministration to your people. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. All those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedure this day. We pray for all families that are battling any kind of division or separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Especially those that are aimed at keeping them ignorant, poor, prayerless, busy and hence powerless. All those that are victims of any kind of oppression. We cover them by your precious blood, Lord. We declare protection. We declare justice. We declare freedom over their lives. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. And we raise up every prayer request that we are making this day, Lord, as we intercede for others. In a special way, we pray for those members of our family and friend circle that are not yet saved, have not yet received their salvation. Quicken them, O oh Father, that they might call on your name. And we know that when they call on your name in faith, your word has said it. And we have seen that today as well. They shall not end up in shame, but they shall be delivered. No matter the shameful situation that faces them this day. No matter how overwhelming that problem looks, when they call on your name, they shall not end up in shame. This is our Christian experience as well, our testimony, Father. We stand on that faith and release it over their lives as well. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our prayer and our faith this day, that prayer is made under an open heaven and it is a prayer of agreement not only with each other but with your Holy Spirit who prays and sighs with deep groans on our behalf as our advocate pleading our case to you. 
And we know that when he that is the creator of the universe prays on our behalf and is our advocate, then who can stand against us? And that prayer, Lord, touches you, O Father, and brings revelation from your archives. That is an exact answer to the prayer that we make this day. That prayer shall not go empty, but bring manifestation in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues as a way of connecting with the Holy Spirit and joining with him to be one spirit in this prayer. Please unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Make sure you're asking with the intent of intercession. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I am I am Shatara Cross the Lapa, Shazilia <laughs> <laughs> 
Sala <laughs> <laughs> 
The words that were spoken to me this morning while we were praying. Come, abide in me and bathe in my glory. The scripture I've been given is from 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a few scriptures that has been that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Hebrews 4, verse 12, quoted from the RSV, where it says, For the word of God is living and alive, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And another one is from Deuteronomy 32, verse 39, quoted from the NIV that says, See, now that I myself am he, there is no God besides me. I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. Another scripture shared is from John chapter 6, verses 54 to 58. If you have any 54 there, I might just open it in the Bible and read from it quickly. John chapter 6, verses 54 to 58, which says, Whoso eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. 
for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me and i in him as the living father has sent me and i live by the father so he that eats me even he shall live by me this is that bread which came down from heaven not as your fathers they did manna and are dead he that eats of this bread shall live forever another scripture shared is from ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 21 quoted from the niv this is a prayer for the ephesians where it is written for this reason i kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name i pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and i pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how how wide and long and high and deep is the love of christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of god amen thank you jesus there's a scripture that has been put on my heart as well as we were praying that is from the book of romans this is chapter 3 verses 22 to 26 where it is written even the righteousness of god which is by faith of jesus christ unto all and upon all of them that believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus whom god has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of god to declare i say at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in jesus this is a message for all of us and when we minister to others as well amen thank you jesus if you are being blessed by these reflections please share them on your personal social media share them especially with the first name that comes to mind when you have heard this message when you are reflecting on it also share it with your family and friends let them be blessed as well and please share the link to we shall share that link for people to join our telegram group we shall share it on the group itself so you can simply forward it on your other social media channels and encourage others to join that family that prays for each other and that is our biggest gift that we have received from god in that prayer group
people praying for each other sincerely with all their faith. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This will pray again. Thank you, Jesus.